Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. I want to continue today to talk, uh, to share with you about destiny, about fighting for your destiny. I want to remind you uh, from last week's session, I did make the point, and I want to reiterate, reiterate that point um, this morning, that... The enemy does not attack you because of your past. He's not fighting you because of your past. So however atrocious um, your past is, however bad you believe the stench of your past is, the enemy is not fighting you for your past. He is fighting you for your future. He's fighting you for your destiny. If you examine Joseph in the Old Testament, the devil was fighting him for his future, for his destiny, for what God intended for him. And you have a destiny to your life for every one of us as human beings, every one of the seven and a half billion of us that exist today. You have a God-given destiny. Even if you don't know it, you have a God-given destiny. And the enemy is scared of you fulfilling that destiny because it would mean that the kingdom of darkness would be pushed back in your space, your environment. It would mean that your friends, family, uh, loved ones would come to know the Lord and they too would fulfill their destiny and it would make a serious dent on the kingdom of darkness. So the enemy will stop at nothing to steal your destiny. But the good news is that if you partner with Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, then you are unstoppable because those that are with you are more than those that are against you. So we don't have to be scared about what the enemy is doing. We need to do our part and fight for our destiny. I want to read a scripture from St. John chapter 10, and we're going to read verse 10. The thief, the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and to destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life or that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Praise God. You know, I, I happen to work in the court sometimes and uh, I can tell you that I've had to deal with people who have been brought there for stealing and all of that. And sometimes when people are hooked on stealing, even when the thing don't benefit them, they will steal. And that's what the devil is like. Even though your destiny might not be able to benefit him, he will still steal because he wants to cheat you out of you becoming your best. So the scripture says the thief comes to steal and he wants to steal your money, he wants to steal your family, he wants to steal your life, he wants to steal your peace, and certainly he wants to steal your destiny. He comes to steal and then kill you, not just physically, but separate you from God, like how he killed that, and to ultimately destroy you. Jesus said, have greater assurance than that for you. I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So for every human being that exists, 
the enemy is after your destiny. When God sent Moses to confront Pharaoh, Pharaoh about allowing uh, Israel to go from Egypt, God said these words to Moses, very interesting words. He said, certainly I will be with you. And that's very important. We have heard that many, many times when God called Joshua, he said, I will be with you. He, he, he maybe has spoken that to you personally many, many a times that I will be with you. In the, in the scripture, in the psalm, he says, the Lord of hosts is with you. He's always reassuring us that I am with you. Now, that does not mean that he follows you and if you get in trouble, he will assist you. That, that, that's not what he means um, there, that he just follows you around and, you know, if you're in trouble and can't handle anything, then he will come in. That's not what it means. It, it, it means that he has the situations of your life covered and he will demonstrate his hand appropriately if you work with him. That's what he's saying. I am with you. You know, some years ago, someone uh, borrowed my bicycle without my permission. <laughs> and uh, one day I was driving past the police station and saw this guy sitting on my bicycle right at the entry to the police station. Well, I got a quick reverse and uh, drove into the, the, the yard of the police station. Um, and of course, rolled up my windows that the guy didn't see me. I went into the police station and explained my situation to the police that was at the desk. And he called one of his chief guys there and um, said, go with this man immediately out there um, to get the bicycle. Well, the policeman and myself stepped out of the police station, went out to the gate where the guy was sitting. And as soon as the guy saw us, he attempted ride off. But here's my point. I did not have to do anything when that policeman came with me. He accosted the guy. <laughs> he held on to the guy and put him in cuffs and interrogated him and all of that. All that he said, to the, all that I had to do, the policeman said, hold the bicycle. He came with me and I didn't have to do anything to really get back the bicycle. He did the work. I am saying when the Lord is with you, you don't have to take on the task in the sense of fighting for yourself. Sometimes we don't get that. And we, we just feel like we have to express ourselves in the flesh and um, uh, carry on in the realm of the natural sometimes. When God says, I am with you, it means that he has the situation of your life in his hand. So he told, watch this, he told Moses, I, certainly I will be with you. So when Moses came to the Red Sea and the people started saying, hey, look out, the Egyptians are coming. And they got concerned. Moses said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Why? Because he's with us. He said, see the salvation, see the hand of the Lord. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he went on to say in Exodus 14, 15, thereabout, he said, 
the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hope peace. That's evidence of the Lord being with us. So when you're fighting for your destiny, fighting according to kingdom principle, I want to reassure you this morning that the Lord is with you. And if some of us as believers would learn how to hold our peace and let the Lord fight the battle, oh my, we would overcome in so much uh, more of our situation. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Amen. So I want to say to you this morning, focus on your destiny. Focus on your own destiny. Don't allow people, don't allow people to um, decide what you focus on. You know, it is not the easiest thing for people to focus on their own destiny. Don't be distracted by what, uh, by what others are accomplishing. Sometimes we have our destiny working on and someone else might be more advanced in working on their destiny. Uh, they might have started 10 years before you in the Lord and whatever. Different people are at different places in their lives working on their destiny. Don't be distracted by what others are accomplishing when you are fighting for your destiny. If someone is getting results that you are not getting as yet, don't be distracted by that. Stay focused on your destiny. Stay in your lane. People are notorious for getting distracted by things that don't even concern them. Stay focused on your destiny. Brethren, God is not interested in you trying to take on the whole world to prove what you can do. He wants you to focus on your purpose and your destiny. Sometimes we think that the business of our lives impress God and all of that. If you're busy doing nothing, nobody wins. So God is not interested in you taking on the world and not being effective doing his, his work. What he really wants from you is to focus on destiny. God is not interested in you spending your time focusing on getting everybody in order, if that is not your assignment, or focusing on what other folks are not doing right. He wants you to stay focused on what he has called. Some of the folks who come across, in my opinion, some of the folks who come across as having the answers to fix everybody and to fix everything, when you examine their lives carefully, they can't get what God has said to them working. And I am saying to you this morning, that is what need goes on. Yeah, there are many people in the city, in the community that you live, that are not walking according to the purposes of God for their life. But your first responsibility is to make sure you are walking according to the purposes of God for your life and focusing on destiny. We're talking about fighting for your destiny. For every single one of us, the enemy will try to distract us and do everything that he can to steal our destiny. If you look at the, the great men of the Bible, the people in contemporary, contemporary times, the enemy tried to distract 
from their destiny. If you look back in the Bible at someone like Adam, uh, there was an attempt to steal the destiny of the human race that was in Adam. The, when we, if, we, if you look at Moses, the enemy, enemy was relentless in the effort uh, efforts for his destiny. If you look at Joseph, he attempted to steal the destiny of Joseph from his youth. Young people, stay focused. Because if the enemy can steal your destiny from your youth, then he's messed up the rest of your life. So he will try to steal that from your youth and through your family. So if he can get you um, against your family from youth and children to uh, think that your family is not with you and all of that, and you should cut them off, then he's got you covered. All of that is an attempt to steal your destiny. So some of you right now might have youngsters in your life, whether your children, nieces, nephews, um, just youngsters around you that don't see eye to eye with the family and you're concerned about them, pray for them. They don't know what is happening. It's an attempt from the enemy to steal their destiny. When Paul got born again, the enemy doubled his efforts in stealing his destiny. The enemy tried to steal Abraham's confidence to divert his destiny. And when we talk about Jesus, the enemy tried to steal his destiny through all kinds of temptations. So he will come to you with diverse temptations. But the one thing that is common through all these situations is that the enemy is coming after your destiny and you have to fight for it. Your destiny is always your responsibility. Destiny speaks to delivering on your potential at a God-approved level, not just on your level, but delivering on your potential on a God-approved level. It speaks to maximizing your potential. The enemy don't want that. It speaks to guiding your potential to excellence. And what that means in short is to demonstrate Elohim, guiding your potential to excellence. You know, the word excellence uh, com comes from the root word excel. And that word excel is further broken down into two, X, the prefix, prefix X, and, and, and L as in Elohim. And L sorry, X, really means to put out or to demonstrate or to exit. It means to show. So if you exit a building, you're on show. People will see you. If you uh, have to call in the exterminators, that means they're putting out um, the termites and all that kind of stuff. X speaks to show, demonstrate, um, and all that kind of stuff. And L, of course, speaks to Elohim. So in short, it means to show or to demonstrate or to put out, put out in terms of exposing, put on show Elohim. So guiding your potential to excellence is about demonstrating Elohim through your potential. And I want to remind you also that preparation is key to excellence. So if you are going to guide your potential to excellence, it is going to require some preparation on your part. It can't be just some three minutes per that, Lord, I just commit you this day into your okay. You, you've, got, you've got to dig deep. When others are sleeping, you have to put in whatever preparation is required. And 
This morning, I want to take a moment out to share with you. I think Dr. Miles Monroe was the first person I heard with these, what you call, five life questions. And it is a part of guiding your destiny. I want to share with you these five life questions and ask you to examine yourself in light of these questions. So the first of the five life questions are, one, who am I? If you are going to reach your destiny, develop your potential, it is very important that you resolve that question in your life. Who am I? It's a question of identity. There is an incredible quest all over the world today for identity. People don't know who they are. There is a serious identity problem all over the world today. So you find people wearing the t-shirts, for example, of famous people just to feel good about themselves, to feel important about themselves because they don't know their identity. Identity is rooted in origin. And uh, hear me carefully here. I, I would not in any way make light of your ethnicity. But when I talk about origin here, I'm talking about Africa or Europe. Africa is not your origin. Your origin is in God. I love Africa. Been there a couple of times. Great place. One of my favorite uh, places to go. But your origin is not in Africa. It is in God. It is not in Europe. It is in God. So identity is rooted in origin, where you came from. So the components of your origin are in you. And that makes um, you who you are. That determines, that should determine in your life. So the question of identity is very important because if you don't resolve that, then people can make you feel bad about yourself all the time. But if you resolve that, you know that no body's opinion determine how you feel about yourself. And I tell the devil that his best opportunity to conquer me in that area went 25 years ago. I know who I am. And it doesn't matter your opinion of me. I stand confident every day of who I am because I have identified myself in God. Question number two is, where did I come from? I just spoke to origin. It's really a question of origin. The first one is a question of identity. This is really a question of origin, where you came from. So we just touched on origin. But your origin is not in any ape that evolved into a human being eventually, like they try to tell you sometimes. No evolutionary theory is responsible for your origin. Your origin is in God. Your origin is the very breath of God, the spirit of God. The Bible said that God breathed into Adam the breath of life. And the word for breath to, of life there in the Hebrew in that statement is spirit, is the word spirit. So God breathed into Adam is spirit. That is your origin as, as, as a human being on, on, on the earth. God himself breathed 
into that dirt body of Adam and man became a living soul. And that was not by chance because the very God who is the source of your origin, the Bible said he foreordained and predestined. So understand that you, your origin is in God. The next question is, why am I here? It's a question of purpose. Purpose in the simplest form is God's will, or it can be defined as original intent. Pastor Miles Monroe said that purpose is found in the mind of the maker. The purpose of a thing is found in the mind of the maker of the thing. So if we came from God, God make us, that means your purpose is found in God. So if you really want to find your purpose, you don't need to go to any prophetic meetings for anybody to prophesy over you. And I'm not making light of that. There is a place for the prophets. The prophets can speak a word into your life, speak the word of God. But I'm saying that it, it is important that you go to God to identify your purpose because purpose is found in the mind of the maker. He also said that where purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. So if you don't know the purpose of something, you will abuse it. And, you know, that word abuse is a very interesting word. It says that it, it, um, it comes from two words, from the word abnormal and use. So abuse is abnormal use of something. So if a man doesn't know the purpose of a woman and, and kicks her and beat her and carry on and uh, make her life miserable, that's abnormal use of a That's abuse. Now, let me say something on that. Did you know that the same cocaine that people sniff and get crazy and all that kind of stuff, it is the same cocaine that the dentist injects into your gum if they're going to do an extraction. But the difference is the dentist knows the proportion to inject into your gum to get his job done. The man who sniff it on the street, that's abnormal use. So you call that abuse, drug abuse. It's not that the drug don't have some use, but how they use it is considered abnormal use. So where purpose is not known, you will, people will use it in an abnormal way. And that benefits the kingdom of darkness. Where purpose is not known, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe quoting, abuse is inevitable. The next question as we pursue destiny is, what can I do? And it is a question of potential. What can I do? Ladies and gentlemen, what you can do is not measured by your high school education or if you attended university or not or by what anyone thinks about you. Society has been shaped to, 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 to believe that your capacity, what you can do is determined by the education system. Now, let me say out front that education is important and I advise everyone to get a good education, pursue 
education, but edu education, as I said, is very important, but the education system of this world does not have the right to decide who you are or what you can do. Some of the most successful people that have lived on this planet did not have a university education, did not have a high school education. The education system is not what should decide what you can do or what you are capable of. What you can do, I'm telling you right now, is still to be discovered. I see potential in you. And if you dig deep and talk to God and work with God, you are going to see results in your life that you never dream about. Success is a networking of principles. And anywhere you are in life today, um, a set of principles got you there. Any destiny that you achieve in your life, a set of principles got you there. So the destiny of your life will be achieved by the principles that guide you. So I exhort you this morning to deliberately choose to allow kingdom principles to guide your destiny because that way you will end up with kingdom destiny if you allow kingdom principles to guide you. The last of the five questions where am I going? That's destiny. Where am I going? The principles that you live by will determine where you go. You know, brothers and sisters, some people live in their own little world and live by their own crazy principles. And all they do is go around in circles in life because your own crazy principles that you put together cannot guide you to destiny. The way to determine destiny, kingdom destiny, is to live by kingdom principle. I mean, you are so loaded, but so little comes from you. Why? Because the principles that guide you cannot bring the best out of you. That is why you have to surround yourself by kingdom principles, because the kingdom principles can bring the best out of you. That you have the potential to produce billions, to impact far greater than your mind is telling you. But you must allow the kingdom principles to guide your destiny. Let me say to you that, you know, you did not begin really when you were born. Your life on earth began that time. But I heard uh, Dr. Miles Monroe explaining one time, he said that whenever a product is created and released on the market, so let's say uh, your phone, when you go to the store to purchase a phone, that is not when they test it to see if you can, if it has the capacity to make calls or if you can get on the internet and all of that with it. No, that's tested and proven before the product is actually released on the market. So when you go into the store and buy a phone, the manufacturer knows that you're good to go with that phone. Well, our manufacturer is Elohim. And so when he allowed you to be born 
on earth. That means you are already proven and he knew that you fit for this life and release you to deliver your potential in this life. He knew that you already fit. You were proven. You're built to last. You were tested and proven and God released you. That is why God told Jeremiah, he said, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you because I tested you and proved you long before that. Well, that, that does not only go for Jeremiah. I am saying to you this morning that before you were born, before you were in your mother's womb, God tested and proved you and know that you are capable to deliver on your potential and to reach the destiny of your purpose. That's already settled in heaven. So God is saying to you this morning, I am, you can make it. Before he released Joshua, he said, I know, I know God knew long time that the Perizzites and the Ammonites and the Amalekites and uh, the Hivites and all of them were going to come against Joshua and they had powerful armies and all of that. And he said, I am with, I know all that has been coming against you in your life right now, saith the Lord. He said, I have seen every teardrop that fell from your eye. I know what has been happening over the last five years, 10 years, 15 years. And I know there are those who seem not to even give you a chance. There might be those who don't like you, but I am. And remember, he being with us doesn't mean that he's just camping out. He being with you means that he's preparing that which is ahead of you. Or yes, prepared that which is ahead of you. That's why when he told Moses, I am with you, Moses started going to Pharaoh. And watch this. Pharaoh was king of Egypt and could any time have said to Moses, I ain't coming out there to see you. I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. But guess what? It wasn't just Moses. Elohim was present because he was with Moses. So there was a demand. God worked in that situation and said, hey, even though Pharaoh might have been thinking about it, you need to go out there and see Moses because it wasn't just Moses. The Lord was with him. So I'm telling you, that which is looking insurmountable in your life right now, it looks that way because you don't realize that the Lord is with you and you realize you can't do it in your own strength. But I want to remind you this morning that if God have to move resources from Japan into your space, well, you probably don't want any resources from China right now, but um, hey, anywhere God have to move resources from in your space to make destiny possible or destiny achieved. If you work with him, he will. God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, we will not, though the mountains be removed and be carried away in the midst of the flood, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the place of the tabernacles of the Most High God. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her on that right her. The heathen rage. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. 
Did you hear that? He uttered his voice. The earth melted. So if he is with you, you might not even hear his voice. But I'm telling you, before you get up on that barricade, he uttered his voice. He's uttering his voice. And them hills will melt away like walks at the presence of the Lord. The Lord of hosts, the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of angels army is with us. And the God of Jacob is our destiny is possible. Devil is a liar. I want you to close your eyes this morning, right where you're at, anywhere. And let us pray. The Lord of hosts is with us. And the God of Jacob, he is our refuge. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you today. We ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. Yes, for all those things that we have tried to resolve in our own strength and became frustrated because they wouldn't work. This morning, we lay them out at your feet, knowing that you are the God of the ages. That Father God, you are the same one that brought confusion to the enemy camp when three armies came against Jehoshaphat and the people of God. You made a way where there seemed to be no way. Oh, we lift our eyes to the hills this morning. From whence, from whence cometh our help? Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God, there's so many situations represented in the lives of people listening in and watching this service today. Oh God, I ask for your intervention in every single one of those situations right now in the name of Jesus. Omnipotent power. Thank you for penetrating the seeming impenetrable situations. Lord, remember how the walls of Jericho looked impossible, but with a strong hand and a stretched out arm, those walls came down. God, let your mighty power work in the lives of your people. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for putting in each heart a word that they can partner with to call upon you and remind you of that word working in their life. Lord, those who are facing health situations that they're worried about even this morning, I ask for your healing in their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, that those appointments would be greeted with the favor of the Lord. Not because something never existed, but because the intervention of the Lord made a difference. Thank you God for healing in our bodies. You sent your word and healed our diseases. Father, I think that your healing hand, Jehovah Rapha, balm in Gilead, thank you that your healing power is penetrating the lives of your people this day in the name of Jesus. He took our sicknesses and bore our disease and by his stripes we were healed. And if we were healed, then we are healed in the name of Jesus. 
we refuse to tolerate any sickness in our body. Father, I thank you that every ligament, every uh, organ, every function of our bodies respond to the word of God this morning and they are made in the name of Jesus. Lord, those who face difficult situations in terms of finances and job because of this COVID situation, thank you for your intervention. Jehovah Jireh, thank you for meeting the needs in the name of Jesus. Lord, remember that situation in Kings, how the word of the Lord came that the famine would be over in a short space of time. We choose to believe today that the famine is over in the lives of your people. We believe today that fruit is on the vine. You are the God that can give us the former rain and the latter rain in the same season. And we thank you for the demonstration of your hand in those areas in our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, who is like the strong and mighty. Thank you for meeting the needs. Father, I thank you that your people will go through this week with a song in their spirit, with a word in their spirit that they're relating to and that you're giving revelation on. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ upon our lives. Spirit of truth, we embrace you this day in our lives. May your kingdom come be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and have a great day. You may contact us by email at fcfmontegobay at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at fcfmobay and on Facebook at fcfmontegobay.